everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward, and today's podcast is called, How Am I Gonna Make It Through the Summer? Or Guiding Kids Through Summer Choices. We all long for summer, and at the same time, it brings up new challenges, especially this year with the new reality of COVID-19 that is affecting us wherever we live. Today, we will also talk about our new online course called Less Arguing, More Wisdom, The Power of Questions for Parenting. This new online course has just been released and teaches parents how to cut down on the nagging and arguing in the home. Jim Jackson, the co-founder of Connected Families, and Chad Hange, also from Connected Families, are joining me here in the studio. Hi, Chad. Hey, how's it going, Stacy? Good. Hi, Jim. Hey, Stacy. It's good to be here with you again. It is. It's good to be here today. We have a fun topic. We do have a fun topic. And as we prepared for this topic, you brimmed with excitement about, how, about how to put together a meaningful, even filled with God's purposes, sort of a summer for your family. That's right. And I think it's never been maybe a more pertinent question than it is today. And in light of all of the different realities people are facing and families and struggling to not go where they want to go, perhaps, and having to cancel summer plans and Chad, I know you spent a lot of time coaching parents. What are some things you're hearing parents say about their stressors related to this particular summer? Yeah, I, I think the biggest overarching stressor is uncertainty. Yeah. Like, we don't mm. really know what is possible this summer and what's not possible. And for parents who are not accustomed to homeschooling, they're thinking, we have been with our kids for the last couple months nonstop. <laughs> We're stressed uh -huh. to think about yeah. another three months or and however many weeks of that. So that's a big issue as well. Just tired, mm -hmm. no camps no breaks coming up in the future. This is our reality right now. I mean, we got a trip planned and we don't know. Can we go on? Yeah. Should we prepare? Should we shop? Should we do the things? We just put it on hold. What's the contingency? And that's just two of us and it creates stress for a married couple. How much more so for us as young families? And dealing with disappointment, Mm -hmm. You know, what do you look forward to? All of those kinds of things. Another piece may be just uh, our kids have been on screens for the last several months. Right. Uh, and they've had to be. And now there's maybe this sense that there's this upcoming battle, too, that how are we going to get them off? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you like, laugh. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> we've seen this picture and we've heard from so many parents who couldn't get their kids to get on the screens because they were tired of that to mm -hmm. now they can't get them off. Right. as soon as summer pops up. So there are some principles that you have brought to light in this questions course that I think apply so beautifully to putting together a, a summer of meaning. And I know, Stacy, in the story you'll tell after the break, there's really a lot of those principles are going to come to light. But what are the things as we approach summer right now that we can start thinking about yeah. to position a little different sort of a summer? Right. Well, you know, Chad and I wrote the course arguing more wisdom, the power of questions. So we like applying questions to a lot of the challenges in our life. And so as I think about going into summer and even how I did it back when my kids were little, I wanted to start with what we call in the online course, best hope questions. So I would sit down with myself and maybe my journal or a pad of paper and I would ask myself, you so know, hold if on, though. the this summer- is, This is not a question you're even asking your kids just yet. This is just you and the Lord. That's right. Okay. This is me sitting down doing some thinking myself yeah. and saying, what's my best hope for the summer and how could it go? Do I want more activities or less activities? Do my kids want more or less? It's just 
just doing a little dreaming, mm. doing a little mm-hmm. dreaming about, you know, what is going to fulfill all of our needs. That I think is the first step in thinking through the summer. The second step, so I have I have a couple. I have three okay. steps. The second one is to be really thoughtful about naming potential problem areas. Okay, so this is still with just with my journal, but I'm thinking ahead. I'm like, could screen time be a problem area? How about just plain old free time? You know, like there's just too much free time for the kids. Sibling conflict could be a potential problem. Or I know my kids and their teachers, they get the email. This is the math homework you're supposed to work on all summer. This is the reading that you're supposed to do all summer. Well, who's responding? You know, just thinking through all the things of summer. And how do you, Stacey, at a time like that, because I'm imagining doing some of that work and thinking when I start naming problems and it's easy to give energy to that, I start to feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, and this summer is going to be worse than ever because Mm. of all the craziness. I'm hoping that step three is going to move me beyond that discouragement a little bit. Well... Before I get to step three, it's really problem solve for those potential problems. Okay. It's, it's come up with some answers yourself okay. of how could you. And, and I would say don't get stuck coming up with every problem, but maybe a few of the main ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes the best predictor of the future is the past, right? We've paid attention. We've yep. watched. And these are the things that in our family we oftentimes struggle with. So not being surprised by them when they, yeah. when they do come up. Right. So then the third step is to be thoughtful and intentional about your goals. And this okay, is the place is, where yeah. I really love mm-hmm. to land and I would spend some time there. But I would be thoughtful. And the question that we ask in the online course is how can you set your players, meaning your children, up for success? Yeah. Okay, we're taking on the sports analogy. How do I set them up for success? How can I think through this summer in a way that we can have the best experience that we want? So there's a couple of categories that I think it's really helpful to think through. The first one that I think through is how about emotionally? So right, I'm still working with my own journal here, but I like to think in terms of the connected family's message, you are safe with me. So how could I connect with my kids this summer? And I think individually, each one of them, and I write it down. What would I like to do with them? So strong connection. I mean, really, really looking at at the bottom part of the pyramid of yes. safe and loved. Like, how do we actually get strong bonding and connection time intentionally, right? I mean, that's what I hear you talking about is intentional connection. That's right. And what I'm really hearing you talk about is I think so many parents, they lay out this big list of things they'd like to be different. Mm Mm-hmm. I want it to be different. I hope it'll be different. But then there's not a lot of intentionality about making a plan and Mm. keeping it simple and maybe taking two or three things. You can't do the whole thing all at once, probably like pick two or three and make a plan to be different, to be intentional, to be safe, to connect in love, to, Mm -hmm. to have, you know, whether it's the 10 minutes or 10 hours a month or however you want to do it, make a plan. That's right. And take responsibility for the things you want to see happen. Yes. By putting some meat on the bones of planning. That's right. And so I just have a few categories that I usually go through, but we named emotionally, socially, what relationships do we want to grow this summer? Spiritually, how can I support my children's spiritual growth Mm. this summer? What do I want to do for that? And then even physically, what do my children need to get their big muscle movement this summer? So really, you know, parents, I'm just suggesting add your own categories, right? I would sometimes have cooking, cleaning. Where are we going to volunteer? How can we help 
help the neighbor? Is there any house projects? You know, just anything like this. Mm -hmm. Whatever your issues are, whatever goals you want to have for the summer. But the key in all of it is make sure that it's realistic. Yeah. Right, Chad? Like as coaches, we know this is a really important part of our right. planning. Right. Yeah, it's easy to kind of throw out all the dreams. And yes. I know the plans I have for you kids uh, <laughs> <laughs> rather than the uh, what's the just right challenge yes. you know, that uh, that my kids mm. will be able to grow mm. into. So I know yeah. after the break, Stacy, you're going to tell a story of how you took some of this sort of large scale foundational thinking yep. and put it into practice in a doable, relatable way with your kids. I can't wait to hear about that. Hi, friends. I'm Stacy Bellward, and with Chad Hangate, wrote the Connected Family's new online course called Less Arguing, More Wisdom, The Power of Questions for Parenting. All the information and to register now for the four-session online course is on our website, connectedfamilies.org. You know, as a mom, I have nagged. I have lectured. It's so easy to do when we are just trying to make life work. But for the last few months, as I was working on this course, I'd tell friends about the project, and you know what they would say? I need that. <laughs> it was funny, it was the same response every single time. We all want to cut down on the arguing in our houses. Well, Chad is a marriage and family therapist, and we are both certified coaches, and we've made a career of learning how to ask questions and listen. And you know what? We have practiced on our kids. <laughs> We know how incredibly frustrating it is when you have to ask your kids six times to get their toys picked up. So we wrote this online course from our personal parenting experience because learning to ask questions really does shift the arguing and the nagging and it brings a teamwork mentality to the family. We are excited to be releasing this course in the next few weeks. The Power of Questions online course is four sessions. It teaches you how to stop arguing with your child and cultivate wisdom by asking thoughtful and curious questions. In the course, we cover how to ask the right questions, when not to ask a question, how to have difficult conversations, what to do when kids respond defensively, or how to hold your kids responsible. You guys, the course is only $38. The three bonus videos are worth that. Chad put together a bonus video on walking kids through decision making. It's really, really good. There are also a bunch of extra resources like talking point scripts for talking through responsibilities with your kids. Each session is only 25 minutes, so the whole thing should take you just over two hours. The course is starting very soon and you will see a change in your family. You can find all of the information on connectedfamilies.org, go to our website and register today. Welcome back. And we are in the middle of this exciting conversation, Stacy, about mm -hmm. a way of thinking that helped you set your kids up for, for success. Yeah, all right. For success. By whose measure? <laughs> By whose measure? Yeah, yeah. Would they My say measure they and their measure. So they would, because yes, I think that is so critically important. Uh -huh. We set our kids up for success by our standards, but is it by their standards? Oh, and what I'm hearing point. you say is uh -huh. you set your kids up for success by their standards for an amazing summer. Yeah. So before you get into that story, I, I got to 
thinking about this. And what I got to thinking about was just sort of curious about these ideas that you're going to let people know about in the online course are ideas that guided you through mm-hmm. the story you're about to tell us. Right. And I would like you to sort of as an introduction to the story to say, what were the, the key things, one or two key things from mm-hmm. the course that set you and your kids up for the success about a whole summer of life? Yeah. Well, in the course, we teach growing responsibility and growing wisdom. And this to me falls in the category of growing wisdom. I wanted to grow wisdom in my girls that would set us all up for success in our future. So I was being intentional about that. Mm. And that's what we covered before the break was how to be intentional about that growing wisdom so that we're getting ahead of problems. Yeah. We're thinking through best hope. You know, what do we want this summer to look like? And now having conversations about that. You just mentioned this idea that there had been some problems. Void. What were the problems in your family that you'd had in the past that compelled you to start thinking this new way to set your kids up for success? Okay, well, let me launch into the story because that is how it started. It was when my kids were little... And, you know, we talked about some of the emotion that parents have going into the summer. Mine was a little bit of fear and, and I thought even a little bit of loneliness. But here was the big problem that I had identified the first time that I thought through this stuff. And it was my kids are going to use the word bored. (laughs) Mom, I'm bored. So you were anticipating this. You knew it was coming. That's right. Right. right? Because it had come in the past. It had come in the past. And I didn't want to hear bored. And I didn't want to be, you know, the activities coordinator the entire summer. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that to be what happened this this summer, the summer that I did this. As if somehow if your kids are bored, it's your job to make sure they're not bored. Right. And I wanted to solve that problem. I wanted to, to get ahead of it. And by getting ahead of it means you didn't want to be the one in charge of their boredom. You wanted them to be in charge of their boredom. Yeah. And then you did what? What were some things you did to move away from that? My best hope, I asked myself, what's my best hope, you know, solution? There it is, is, right? My best hope was that I could set my kids up so that they would play independently. Hmm. Oh, I just heard all the moms and dads across the airwaves (laughs) like play independently. (laughs) That's what I wanted to have happen, okay? Is it possible? Was it possible? That was that was what my goal was. Is that realistic? Mm. I thought it was. My okay. kids were, let's see, when I first did this, probably five and six years old. Wow. So so pretty young. Yeah, pretty young. They were pretty ago. young. Right. Okay. Huh. So I identified my problem. I identified my best hope. I wanted to be realistic. So I put a plan together. This was all in my own thinking. And I held a meeting with my girls. And I said, listen, girls, I don't like the word bored. Okay. I feel like it kind of insults the intelligence that God gave us. And so what I want, well, I said that and I said, you know, I think God gave you the ability to find something interesting, but I know that we all feel bored sometimes. And so why don't we come together with a plan and put together a list as long as we can put together you know, and I think we had like 34 things by the end of that meeting of things that you could do. And here was the key independently from me. A list of 34 things? Yes. Hmm. Okay, so... As possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like, silence in the airwaves. I, I have like, to what? do... Wait a minute. I got to do 34 <laughs> things to not be bored? No, no it I was a it. list. So here was the plan. So we sat together and we came up with all these ideas and we just wrote them down on a piece of paper. We posted them in our kitchen. And it was like, whenever you're feeling bored, you don't come to me. I don't want to hear the word bored. I actually added, if I hear it and you come to me with it, you're going to get a chore. So what no. you do, right? <laughs> setting expectations. You go to the kitchen, look on the wall, look through the list that we posted 
interested and find one. Pick a thing. And do it. Take responsibility for your boredom. It's, it's possibilities. Exactly it. These are the possibilities. That was exactly it, you guys. So it was a meeting that we had with them and, and it was successful. And let me say this, you know, my, now my girls are in high school. They're going into 10th and 11th. We just finished, you know, 9th and 10th. And I found my daughter last night. We're, we're starting summer next week. She was putting together her own list. This is not a conversation hmm. we have together anymore. So we would do this at the beginning of every summer. So just to unpack it again or share at least what I'm hearing you say is that really you're recognizing that there is going to be an issue that's coming your way. So you're not surprised by it. And you're defining that kind of what is the issue here. And then you're offering the best hope. Like, what do I want to see have happen? And uh, that's such an important question. And uh, it's one that challenges me and I think challenges a lot of us as parents where we're thinking, wait a second, we know this is going to happen. How do we want to respond? What do we really want to see as an outcome potentially for this? And then coming with a plan. And you talked about before just this idea of best hope questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talk about in the online course, really four categories of questions that, that we ask. And uh, best hopes is one of those. And, and I like the way that you invited the kids into that as well. You had your best hopes, but then what are their best hopes? Right. And what are some of their ideas? Again, we're back to kind of getting this idea of buy-in. Yep. So it's not just me telling you you're not going to have this this idea or say the word board, but there are, there are other options. There are some possibilities here. Mm-hmm. What would you want to do instead? And That's so, right. So I didn't yeah. start off with the word board. I started off with let's brainstorm around how we would like summer to look like. Yep. And then I went into kind of, I would say maybe my agenda, you know, let's solve some of these problems. Yeah. Mm. And some questions, I think that uh, are best hope kinds of questions. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, what do you want to do to make sure that you get some of what you want for yeah. the summer? Or if you were bored, what are the top five things that you would like to be able to do? You know, what's important to you? So again, that's brainstorming, that's dreaming, that's possibilities. And we've found that when we do that with kids, they are more likely to engage with us Correct. about what Correct. the future might look like. Mm-hmm. And they've got some ownership around that. That's right. So I'm imagining there are some parents hearing this and thinking, well, if, if I gave my kids the opportunity to make a list of stuff they wanted to do so they're not bored, there could end up being a fair bit of stuff on that list that I'm not okay with. Like, I want to go to my friend's house whenever I want, or I want to have unlimited access to computer this summer. Sure. Did you run into anything like that? Or even in your coaching, either of you with parents, do you run into parents who give this a whirl to start and their kids come at them with all of this stuff? And then what? Yeah, I think for me, when I hear parents talk about that, it's it's like they have they have gone as far as they can with the question. The question isn't a magic question or some sort of spell to get our kids to do the thing that we want them to do. It's really coming with curiosity and then recognizing you're going to get some of those, mm-hmm. right? And it's not getting stuck on those. Don't get stuck on the, I just want a game for mm. four hours in the morning. Have you make lunch for me? And then I'll game for four hours in the afternoon. Yeah. Sounds like a great, you know, <laughs> sort of setup, right? Yeah. So I might rephrase that and say, so it sounds like gaming is something that's important to you this summer. Is that right? Ah, so getting me to think about it at a little, I mean, even I'm putting myself in the yeah. mindset of a, of a youngster and I'm thinking, okay, I just got validated, Yeah. but I also got validated in a way that I kind of can feel some accountability for this. Like I know my idea is a little bit crazy, but my idea isn't all bad. I'm not going to get lectured. I'm not going to get shamed about this. You're asking me. Yeah about my gaming. And yeah, gaming is really important to me. Yeah, I'm saying, hopefully you're hearing, I hear you. 
Yeah. Right? That's I, it. And, and that's the validating piece that you just talked about. So right. gaming is really important to you. Mm-hmm. What's So then what's a follow-up on, on this theme of questions, not to derail your story just here, Stacy, but on, on that line of thinking, what's a question you can ask me about that it helps me take more responsibility in a healthy way? What's a question? I think a question is around the balance of life. Like in the context of my story, we were putting together a whole list of options. And so then, you know, oh, I want a game for four hours mm-hmm. a day. Then I can ask questions. We have power. We can control our lives, right? We get to shape what our day is going to look like. So 1 Corinthians six twelve says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have Uh the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. So I have a conversation with my girls around the balance of life and what is healthy to them and beneficial to us, even as a family. So in short, what I'm hearing is, is the invitation to kids when they give us these choices to consider what's good and what's not good about that choice that they might want to make and Mm -hmm. have a conversation about that and even introduce some of this type of spiritual thinking about that. What a great sort of way of thinking through, not just telling kids how it's going to be, inviting them in. Tell us, Stacy, at the end of the summer, maybe your girls said something overtly and it's easy, or maybe they didn't and you have to interpret it. But if I would have interviewed them at the end of that summer as youngsters, what was good about your summer? What would they have said? I think that they appreciated that list. And I know that other years they pulled out the old list to work off of for the upcoming summer. Yeah, I think even the fact that my daughter puts it together now, I think that they liked having all of those options available for them so that... Yeah, I mean, my hair is standing on end as I, again, I do this often. I put myself in the mind, the the heart set of a child. And I think if I was your child at the end of that summer, I might have said something like, Mom, I know I'm young, but you help me learn to think for myself. <laughs> And I love the empowering feeling. Yeah. And as this has played out, that's what has unfolded is your youngsters have learned through this simple way of dealing with that summer, how to start making choices, understanding, weighing possibilities, sorting out the good and the bad of those possibilities and making wiser and wiser choices as they grow up. 100%. My goal was to grow wisdom in them. It also was a little selfish. I wanted them to be able to play by themselves so that I could have some free time and do what I needed. But I knew the bigger plan was that they were learning to be intentional even about their own mm-hmm. lives and and not just let it pass them by. Wow. And so that's how I applied questions to this and to our family. So... What a great story of how Stacy used questions to set her daughters up for success. And we're going to make an invitation to you now about how you can learn some of these same principles and ideas in the online course too. All of the information about the Less Arguing, More Wisdom, the Power of Questions for Parenting online course is found through a link in our show notes or also on our website, connectedfamilies.org. We hope that you registered today. Are you enjoying our podcasts? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We look forward to next time when Jim, Chad, and I will come back to the microphone to talk about how to react when kids say outrageous things like, I hate you, or I'm never going to be able to do this. Join us next time. <laughs>